So on the line with me, I have the author of the newly titled, it's been renamed Self-Made. Miss Alelia Bundles is on the line with me. How are you this evening, Alelia? Hey, how are you? Glad ah! to be here. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on the line with me tonight. I watched you on Facebook, well, Instagram Live earlier. Mm-hmm. And you look super cute. Thank you. And then the sound went now, but I just kept watching. I was like, you know what? This is what happens. This okay. You know, and because we're all learning. I had something. I was talking this morning with Keith Harley, who yes. is a very well-known hairdresser in D.C. Uh-huh. And my alarm kept going off on my phone. Now, you know, there's all, we're learning. Yes. <laughs> Oh, is that what it was? The alarm. And then it's like, okay, you can't do all these things at once. Wow. <laughs> your phone was like, stop playing. But it was so good. I loved, um, I just love your energy. And I've watched several interviews of yours. But just to let people know about your legacy, we're going to just, um, so we don't have, we have a clip, yes or no? Okay, we got the clip right now. We're going to play that for you. Yay. I have it written about Madam C.J. Walker, my great-great-grandmother and her business. And um, she was a pioneer of the modern hair care industry and a philanthropist. All of that was really important to tell a story that hadn't been told. So, you know, I did the Madam Walker, two, three actually books on Madam Walker already, a young adult book, a more comprehensive one, and then a, a picture book. Mm-hmm. And that once I, when I was writing that book, I developed a relationship between mother and daughter and how Alelia Walker had worked in the business. And I realized when I finished it, I really needed to tell Alelia Walker's story. I really needed to tell the So I found that clip of you <laughs> doing an interview, which talked about your grandmother, who you're named after, right? Alelia. Right, my great-grandmother. Your great-grandmother, because Madam C.J. Walker is your great-great-grandmother. That's right. So you have a legacy, a history of just greatness of women in your bloodline, like in, in your family line, rather. How, how does that make you feel? Well, you know, I grew up with my mother as vice president of the Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company in uh-huh. Indianapolis, and I was born in Chicago yes. because after my parents got married, my dad went off to Korea, and my mother lived in Chicago with Dr. Marjorie Stewart Joyner, who was the principal, the national principal of all the Walker schools. So I have uh, some connections to, in Chicago. But, you know, my there, the women in my family were very accomplished, but my mother was really wise enough not to make it a big deal. So mm-hmm. that she that's where she went to work every day, and I was supposed to get my good grades and do what I did. And she pushed me, and, and not pushed, but encouraged me to do what I wanted, which was to become a writer and, and a journalist. And listening to you say to become a writer and a journalist, and your mom, and your mother went to, to Howard University, correct? That's right. Yes, and she's a member of one of the best sororities ever, and, <laughs> and so are you. So, we're yes, we're members of one of the best sororities. Everybody who knows, they know that. I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and you had some great pictures of your mother on your Instagram page. Do you do your own Instagram? I do, but, you know, I would love <laughs> I need some help, but I do my own Instagram right now because there's so I'm so flooded with so many wonderful stories, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm intentional about getting the accurate story of Madam Walker out there. Yes, so I think you're doing a very good job. When I saw the picture of your mother and just how beautiful she just was, and oh my goodness, and just the legacy, and I like how you said that she didn't make it a big deal of the the legacy of your family, because sometimes people can get kind of blindsided by that and lose who they are, and I think that her pouring into you to become a journalist and a writer, that's phenomenal, and I looked you up, Miss Emmy Award winner, we share that in common. <laughs> yes, both you of know, Yes, and you know, when you're trying, when you do something that you love and that you feel passionate about, I think that it leads to excellence, mm-hmm. and that's what 
that's the goal. That is the goal. Did you go to high school here in Chicago? No, I, I actually I grew up in Indianapolis. I I was born in Chicago, and I really we only lived there until I was eighteen months old. Okay, but you're still Chicago. <laughs> you still Chicago. Fifty first and Drexel. That's really, where, where our apartment was. But I went to I went to high school, and I grew up in Indianapolis. Okay, so right up that's I sixty five. Right, is that the that's expressway? Right. Yes, that's right. So you are neighbors. We will consider you our cousin. That's right. Yes, a so good you. Midwestern girl. <laughs> <laughs> Midwestern women. We are. I, I believe we're very resilient. And as Madam Walker, you know, she Midwestern lady too so watching this movie self-made now i know a lot of people if you've been watching netflix you've been unless you're under a rock but i know a lot of people have been quarantining and i tried to when i watched it um Alelia, i said okay i'm just gonna watch the first episode then i'm like okay i'm gonna watch the second then i'm like i'm gonna watch the third then all of a sudden <laughs> i was on the fourth so it was very good but we're like what is your take on it i know there are a lot of things when they do movies because i come from the industry too they have to fabricate things a lot Right. So what was real and what wasn't real in the movie? Uh, Madam Walker's name is real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. You know, it is Octavia. Is gr- Octavia Spencer <laughs> is really great in the role. She's perfect for it. And I think, you know, what my takeaway is, is that you do get this sense of Madam Walker's courage and tenacity and the general broad outlines of what it takes to build a business, that their sacrifices and their triumphs and their challenges. But mm-hmm. it really is a Hollywood version. So people should not watch that movie and think that they truly know Madam Walker's story. Uh-huh. In four episodes, it's impossible to tell what I've written in On Her Own Ground, the original title of the right. book, Now Self-Made, in the 270 pages and 75 pages of endnotes. You cannot tell that in four 45-minute episodes. So in in a way, I hope it's a catalyst that will encourage people to dig more deeply to really find out about the many dimensions of Madam Walker as an entrepreneur and a philanthropist and a political activist and a patron of the arts. And you know what I took from um, from the movie, Alelia, was just to be a strong woman. I know that. I'm like, four episodes, I was upset. I wanted to see more. I did. I'm like, I want to see more. And I know it was like a holiday, like you said, Madam Madam Walker's name was real. <laughs> so I know some of the characters may not have been real, but um, I took just a woman that stood her ground, you know, and, and went after what she wanted. And I took from that too, Lilia. You got to have a strong man by your side. I do. I, I yeah, that. no, that that's true. And there, and so of course, it gets it's more complicated than they can show in the film. And C.J. Walker actually, when they started out, uh-huh. I think was um, they, I think that was a good partnership. They really I complemented so. each other. But she was a woman who had gone through so much in her early life, mm-hmm. and she saw how much what a difference she was making in other women's life, and how much they needed economic independence, not just hair care products, but education and financial independence. And so that became a driving force for her. You know, obviously a Hollywood movie exaggerates, and there were things that that C.J. Walker is doing in the film that didn't really happen. No, he did actually have an affair. That part was true. Oh, okay. But some of the other things were not true. Well, yeah, I know that. You know, they have to fabricate it to kind of make the people want it. And Blair Underwood was a nice-looking actor. My mom will it appreciate that. It was great. Yes. You know, I, I love that. I love that Octavia Spencer and Blair Underwood were love interest in the film. And <laughs> I will, I will say about him. But I, I spent one day on the set 
uh, in Canada, and it was the day that the scene was happening, the hotel room <laughs> scene was happening. Oh, and Blair Underwood and yes. Octavia Spencer were just lovely to me, mm-hmm. and both had really tried to do their research. Uh, Blair, Blair Underwood had reached out to me during some of the filming to try to learn as much as he could. He was really studying C.J. Walker. Wow. So I really appreciated that. I appreciated his dedication. Now, Tiffany Haddish played the the woman who is your great your great grandmother right mm-hmm. and who who adopted the little um, fairy may correct mm-hmm. who is your grandmother that's right which okay so now i got my history right yay i'm proud of myself <laughs> no i researched that and um and, and tiffany did a great job now do you think that she really you know personified the character your grandmother what they called her was the joy goddess of Har- your great grandmother was the joy goddess of harlem correct right now break that name down for me, because yeah. So that so th- I I think that the way the character was written in the film is not how I really envision okay. Alelia Walker, and I'm almost finished with the first major biographer biography of her. Ooh. When people described Alelia, who knew her, described her, they described her. As my grandfather said royal with royal instincts. <laughs> she was very statuesque. She was very. Um, sort of walked into a room with a lot of charisma. So I think she was very different from the way that character was written. Okay. Langston Hughes called her the joy goddess of Harlem's 1920s, but that was because she gave great parties. She Uh was an impresario, and I think a lot of what has been written about her in Harlem Renaissance uh, biographies or histories is really kind of a caricature, and I think the writers kind of picked up on that caricature Mm -hmm. and didn't give her the many dimensions she traveled internationally that when she went to rome for the coronation of the pope the oh. italians were just enamored of her and talked about this statuesque woman walking across uh vatican the vatican square so she's a very substantial character a patron of the arts who hasn't been given her due which is why i'm writing a new book about her well maybe this will come to the screens again now when you say statuesque how tall was she how tall was Elisa? she was Five ten or okay. so. People would say people would write about her and say she was six feet tall. But because she wore turbans and if she had on heels, then she would be six feet. But she was really more like five ten, which is still very tall. Yeah, that's tall for a woman. Yeah, that's a nice height. Um, yeah. But she was. She just had a you know, great charisma, and people turned their heads when she walked into a room. So, do you think that? And I just want to be. You, you don't have to answer, but I'm just going to ask, ask because a lot of people on Facebook. You got some Facebook questions too, Alili, and I'm going to read these. Mm-hmm. But do you think that? Um, Tiffany Haddish, the, the, she did good as an actress, but do, how do you feel about the way it was written, your, your great-grandmother? Well, I, I think the Esther character is entirely fabricated. I'm not sure exactly why the writer, head writer, felt the need to create a character who didn't exist and to mm. create a conflict with Madame Walker over um, a girlfriend when, in fact, the real-life tension between mother and daughter was about two men, one of whom actually lived in Chicago. Both were doctors. Chicago men. Both were handsome, and Dr. Kennedy (laughs) lived in in Chicago. Okay. Um, So that was something that was a fantasy of the of the writers and so people have to ask the writer why she decided to do that that Ah, was not my idea (laughs) that's interesting so it was not there wasn't an esther she really did like the gentleman okay well thank you for that (laughs) okay 
Okay, so there were two men that she was in a battle with. Right, and one of them, you know, as I say, both handsome, both doctors. One was kind of a bad boy, and one was a really good guy. And, of course, she was, you know, more in love with the bad boy, and her mother wanted her to uh, gravitate towards the good guy. And when Madame Walker was on her deathbed, Lelia wrote her a letter. Lelia and my grandmother were in Panama, and she wrote her a letter and said, I've decided to marry Kennedy, the good guy, and not Wiley. So her mother summoned Kennedy from Chicago to her bedside and said, make my daughter happy. And he went back to Chicago. A few days later, she died. Mm -hmm. Lelia and my grandmother came back from their trip, and um, they... She buried her mother on June 3rd, and on June 6, 1919, her 34th birthday, she married Wiley Wilson, not the good guy not, Kennedy. Not Kennedy. So he acted up like her mother had predicted, and they divorced, and then she married the good guy. Oh, my goodness. This See, this is like a whole movie in itself right well, here. I think that I really think sometimes, in, in fact, with Madam Walker's life and Aaliyah Walker's life, there is enough real-life drama to um, to tell the story in that way, and I I actually am hoping that that there will be more things. That certainly my new book is worthy of a series, and I'm hoping to get another crack at it and um, to have you know there may be a different cast, uh-huh. but there are there are stories that I still would like to tell, and there are a lot of other platforms and on which to tell them. You know, I think that the Harlem Renaissance in itself was such a beautiful time, especially for just black people. They just looked so good to me back then. And, and right. the way the way that they put themselves together and just um and j- or just the period then where your your great your great grandmother was alive. I would just have loved to, to see her. I've seen pictures, you know, and she just right. was beautiful. And just to see that now she never had any kids on her own. She So yeah, so Lelia Lelia did was married three times but didn't have any biological children. And in my new book mm-hmm. on her, I have I have a lot more information about May's biological family. Okay. Her family were free people of color who moved to Indiana from North Carolina in the eighteen twenties and thirties. And when Madam Walker, then Sarah Breelove and Lelia were living in St. Louis, they knew her uncle okay. who went to the same church and who lived near some good friends of theirs. So when they moved to Indianapolis, when Madam moved to Indianapolis, May's biological grandmother lived right up the street from her. Wow. And you know how we say, how we do, it's yes. like, who are your people and where are you from? Right. And they discovered that connection and may's father had just died Mm -hmm. so that was a you know a connection as often happens informally in our community where we are trying to help people and may's mother allowed her to be legally adopted and they promised that they would educate her and have her be part of the company so ultimately she ended up going to spelman and then became very involved in the company. I just love to hear, just even back then, when we weren't afforded as many rights, black people, to hear that somebody went to Spelman, to hear that your mom went to Howard. It's just, that's that's honorable to hear and to know. And, um, you know, and, and, and that that's in you to, to kind of do what you've done. And when I read your bio, being a, 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 you're a producer, right? Was it for NBC and ABC? Right. I was a producer before in TV news and mm-hmm. and then won an Emmy. So you and I share so many similarities. Then you gave me the rundown of, you you know, the ties here in Chicago and the madam. And everybody has 
ties here. So me and you might be related somewhere down the line. I don't know. <laughs> but and I love that you have a show where you are really able to talk about important topics. Yes. And to really educate people. And, and when I listen to your previous uh, guests, I have been having that conversation with lots of people. What is the entrepreneurial opportunity uh-huh. for people who are doing personal care? Because this is a time when people need that. They're missing oh. those folks who know how to really take care of them. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what I try to um, to put that out there. And I'm grateful to have a platform, Alilia, like that I can do this. And coming from TV news, you know how sometimes you can kind of be restricted to what you write about. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, we, we've been in that field and I'm grateful to still be in the vein of it, but being able to really be more of myself, if you will, and, right. and help other people to give them a platform and to talk to the you and the, the, the use and, and to get this real legit history about things. And, you know, and, and just to talk, because like, I always do like a well-being check with my friends who are business owners just to see how they're doing because it's a rough time right now and people are looking for something you know and, and even if it's just a conversation that's what I do I don't do interviews I have conversations mm-hmm. and I'm just honored to, to you don't know how I feel right now having you on here with me <laughs> this is totally my pleasure but I, you know you really are doing there are it's interesting that we both were doing NBC and being producers yes. because you are really telling somebody else's story but you're learning some skills that you then bring back and make a difference in your own community. And that's yes. ultimately the most satisfying thing for me. I was lucky to have 30 years being a producer, but this story about Madam Walker and about the women in my family is allowing me to reframe history and tell these stories that needed to be told. Now, how did they approach you, Alilia, about right you know doing the netflix series did they how long did that take yeah so this has been a long journey for me <laughs> you know uh-huh. i started really writing seriously about madam walker when i was in graduate school at columbia in journalism and alex haley approached us in the early 80s about doing a mini series and writing a book so that's how long wow. this process has taken <laughs> but i did the research for him alex died without having finished writing anything he died in 92 mm-hmm. but i had met his editor lisa drew who was his editor for roots and lisa acquired the book that became on her own ground when i was finishing the book it was optioned and then the option came back to me because that project fell through. The five years later, it was optioned again. That fell through. It came back to me. Then there was a period of time when Hollywood said, we're not doing anything black because it doesn't sell overseas. Oh, okay. And then Oscar So White and The Butler and 12 Years a Slave and Selma and there's some other successful projects became changed the narrative and so then i my phone started ringing again Ah. and i ended up going with mark holder whose company now is wonder street and then mark took the property and uh, sold it to warner brothers and brought octavia spencer on board well that was about three four years ago Okay, because like you said, the whole Oscar so white, that whole time, that whole era. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. When we started to get back to, like the Ava DuVernay started stepping up. And um, I forget what the gentleman was, Moonlight. Oh, goodness, his name just went right out of my head. But, um, oh, my goodness, I can't even remember his name. But also the other guy that did the Oakland movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan. That exactly. Whole, yeah, so that exactly. that whole crew came out and really it's uh, they said that black movies wouldn't sell overseas huh is that what right yeah that was you know nobody was interested and and it, it's it's still you know still hollywood there are ava duvernay is the an example of 
really getting a message and being able to stay true to what you want to say. But it's still, mm-hmm. as everybody knows, it's a business. And so what actually ends up getting on the screen sometimes is not exactly what the story is. Wow. And that's, you know, I think even though there are more black showrunners and more people who are making decisions, it's, there's still a lot to be done in Hollywood. There is a lot to be done in Hollywood. I almost, um, had I not lived in Chicago, thought about living in, in L.A., but I'm grateful that I am back here because Chicago is just such a great city. I think, and, and are, you, are you in New York? Is that where you are? I'm in D.C. You're in D.C. Okay, so still East Coast. And mm-hmm. East Coast and Midwest, um, we're just a different breed of people. And I'm just happy to be here, especially, again, to be in this seat at WVON with the legacy that it has here and to, um, like you said, be able to tell people's stories. So... Going back to that, and, and, and Hollywood will glamorize it to make stuff seem, you know, it, it's a lot of work. Like you said, a lot of work. I saw a lot of stuff that I didn't want to see, you mm-hmm. know, in Hollywood. But but to know that there are people like you who aren't really, you're not wavering from <laughs> from who you are. <laughs> and, and, yeah, what you stand on. And you're very, I, I think you're passionate still to get this story out about even your great-great-grandmother. Because, well, your great-grandmother, I'll say that right. much. Right, right. Um, we think, okay, so finally something was done on Madam Walker, and okay, now that's done, one and done. No. But I just don't, I think this is the beginning, not the yeah. end. And there are so many people, Ida B. Wells in Chicago, M- Michelle Duster is a good friend of mine, uh-huh. and wow. she has done so much to uplift her great-grandmother's legacy with the street and the statue and all of the speaking and books that she's writing. Mm-hmm. But I think all of us, everybody's family is interesting. And then when you have an iconic historical figure, it, there is a great responsibility to try to tell those stories correctly, to try yes. to be, to stay true to them. Because we're not learning our history in school. Even people try, but there's, there's so much. And sometimes the first pass that people get is when they see something, a Hollywood depiction, and then they, then they don't really know the correct information. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's it's totally what's happening with Madam Walker's story. It's, it's, it's fresh, it's fun, it's new. Oh, this is what I need to know about the hair care. Like, no. And as I read some of your blogs, because I'm, like, really fascinated with reading. So mm-hmm. reading some of your blogs, I even learned, like, other things. Um, and I know in the movie they had Madam Walker with um, W.E.B. Dubois, that, mm-hmm. that they were good friends, but she was good friends with Ida B. Wells too, right? Right, and so I wish Ida B. Wells had been in the. Yes, there was very little about her partnerships with other women. Um, the women who mentored her, Jesse Batts Robinson, the women of the AME Church, who were who were friends of hers, and so I would have loved to have seen a really strong female friendship. Okay, and so that so if I were doing something myself, I would develop that, and I would show that those those relationships where women were helping women. And obviously in Chicago, many people were had some feelings about the Addie Monroe, Annie Malone character. Yes. And creating that character and making her light-skinned was entirely the decision of the script writers because when I did research for On Her Own Ground, I did a lot of research on Annie Malone, and I have always written about her as... Uh, a formidable person as a successful entrepreneur and uh, a philanthropist. So I know that Annie Malone is a force to be reckoned with and not somebody who was 
the kind of character who was portrayed in the film. So Carmen Ejogo was the one that played Annie Malone, who was um, and Carmen Ejogo was also in the movie Sparkle, light skinned, mm-hmm. fair skinned woman. And what was their relationship really like? So, the, so their relationship, as far as I can tell, because I, I did do research, I found a lot of primary source material that others hadn't found. When Madame Walker first got to St. Louis, her brothers were barbers okay. when black men dominated the barbering trade. So she began to learn entrepreneurship and hair care from her brothers. Then there was a point when her hair began falling out, and yes. she started to sell Malone's products. But Malone's wonderful hair grower was not a new formula. It had been around literally for centuries. It was in medical textbooks in the 1700s. And it was essentially when people didn't have indoor plumbing, they didn't wash their hair very often, they didn't bathe very often, they they had bad scalp infections. So this secret was wash your hair more often and then apply an ointment that contains sulfur. So oh. some people remember sulfur eight. Yeah, girl, <laughs> kind sulfur. of like that, but okay. it didn't smell as bad. Okay. And so, so it wasn't a new formula, but Madam Walker did sell Malone's products for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did they? Did they have the rift? Like really? You they have. They had a rift, and I do not know exactly what the rift was. But after Sarah Breedlove moved to Denver, she was selling Malone's products, also working for a pharmacist as a cook, and he helped her tweak some things for her own formula. And then there are actually letters to the editor in the black newspaper where some of Madam Walker's customers and some of Malone's customers are talking about each other and saying, well, we didn't know who you were before Madam Walker got here. She's our girl. So there was something that happened. I don't know whether they had a personality conflict. I don't know whether maybe the supply didn't get there. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. But I do know that between December of 1905 and April of 1906, Madam Walker started her own company. She said, well, according to the movie, she like, listen, if you don't want to work with me, I'll do it myself. And yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but you know the movie. I the know. Well, <laughs> as I'm learning, I'm like, well, shoot, I need to see something else. I want to see the Lilia version. Okay. So you have a lot of people on Facebook Live that are um, asking questions. I want to get back to this, too, because, see, we're on a roll. So everything, oh, was sweetness real, Bill Bellamy's character? No. <laughs> and I know people loved, I know people loved the sweetness character. Yes, we did. And, and they loved Bill Bellamy. But that was not a real character. Mr. Ransom, F.B. Ransom. Uh-huh, the banker. Um, was Madam Walker's attorney, and well, he yeah, was yeah. totally a straight arrow. He had taken a vow as a young man to never smoke, gamble, or drink. Ah. Uh. And this, again, was the script writers thinking that they needed to include a character. I don't, again, I don't know exactly why they thought they needed to have a black person who was doing an illegal business, but that was their idea. And I think what they said is that they knew that what it represented was there were many black people who were very smart, but who couldn't get jobs legally and so used those talents to do something illegal. But... F.B. Ransom would never have played the numbers. And I, his grandchildren are good friends of mine. I, I, and I, you know, oh, wow. I know this about him. That, that just did not happen. But I will say, mm-hmm. if people, people who know Stanley Nelson, the documentary filmmaker, okay. his work, he is the grandson of F.B. Ransom. He just did the Miles Davis 
documentary, and Stanley's very first documentary was called Two Dollars and a Dream okay. about Madam Walker, and it's on YouTube. It's had more than 300,000 views in the last two weeks since he put it up. Two dollars and, and a dream. Two dollars and a dream. So that is a 1989 nonfiction <laughs> treatment of Madam Walker's life. So one that you approve, right? We're going to... Well, you, yeah, you, you know, and it's Stanley's, you know, and I now want to do a, a nonfiction version because Stanley had the the good fortune of being able to interview some of the elders when they were still alive. Oh, wow. And he and so it is really compelling in that way. But there's so much more research that I've done in those, you know, 30 years since then that I would love to be able to incorporate in a new, a new documentary because that would be complementary to what Stanley's already done. So when can we, um, listen, because I'm, I'm all, I want to help you with this. Listen, I really want to help you with this because I love just anything writing or you're seeing, seeing things come to life. That's all, that's the producer in us. So we like, mm-hmm. we like to do that. I am totally down for you doing something and, and doing um, a story about your great, great grandmother, well, your great grandmother. I want right. to see this. Yes. Well, I am too. And that's why I'm, I am, I will be finished with the new book. Uh, with, before the end of this year, it uh-huh. will be out next year, and we'll, I'm already starting to think about I mean, I'm writing it in such a way that it is, the stories are made for a television series. Oh, so, yes. you know, one puts it out there as an intention, mm-hmm. uh, because it really does need to be told. It does. I think that it would be a great TV sec- TV show because there it, it's room for it. You know, it's just if Hollywood would bite. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And probably with it already getting out there with Octavia and the, the whole self-made movie. I think now there's some buzz about it, even though there was already buzz anyway with Alex Haley. Come on, Alex Haley coming up to you. So that's, that's... Well, and you know, the show was number one all that very first weekend. Yeah. So it, it shows that there is an appetite that there would, there would have been interest in more than a four part series. So it now becomes who wants to be the producer, who wants to, because these things cost money. Yes, they do. Uh, who wants to be the star, who is really going to, who would the writer, who will the writer be, who will the head writer be, mm-hmm. who will the showrunners be. So all of that has to be pulled together. Well, you seem to think Octavia did a good job personifying your the character. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just really think she was exactly the right person to do it. Every time I see it i've you know i've only seen it all the way through two times because okay. my life has gotten really busy it's it's a, since it That's came a up good and i thing. had a screening in january uh-huh. at warner brothers and then i watched it uh, a few days before it actually came on air i had a screener copy okay. uh, and i every time she comes on screen i feel like that is uh, she's portraying the person who i wanted to see on the wow. screen well, that's always good. So you, I, I'm just smiling as I talk to you. I wish you could see me on Facebook Live because <laughs> just hearing you, um, like you said, your life has gotten very busy. This is just the beginning. You know that, right? I, I sort of feel like that. And, <laughs> I, and not just, only just the beginning, but it's a step along the way yes. um, because there's so many other things that have happened leading up to this. So I actually am looking at you now on, oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were live on Facebook. I see you. I have the sound turned down. Okay. Okay. So we're going to answer, ask a couple of questions. We had a, Dana wanted to know, are there still any hair products today? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So the hair care products um, are manufactured by Sundial Brands, the company that was founded by Richelieu Dennis, whose company makes Shea Moisture and Nubian Heritage, 
And he, when he was in Liberia, he knew about Madam Walker. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to know what had happened to the Walker product. So he acquired the trademark about seven years ago. And the products are at Sephora.com. You can go to mcjwbeautyculture.com and see the products. MJCW MCJW for Madam C.J. Walker, mcjwbeautyculture.com. And the, the products are, you know, people say, is it the original formula? So I will just say in 1906, what Madam Walker made was revolutionary <laughs> then. Uh, but it was a heavy ointment with sulfur, which we tend, you know, you know, you want no sulfates now. Not now. Right. 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 <laughs> but, so now it's a hundred years worth of research and development with lots of conditioners and exfoliants and moisturizers. So that's really the line of hair care products is really focused on healthy hair and healthy scalps. All right, you all. Again, it's mcjwbeautyculture.com. And, that, and they're at Sephora, so you can just go in the store and pick them up. Well, you can't well, go now. Well, you know, it's only on Sephora.com, actually. Okay. Oh, well, which is a great thing now because mm-hmm. we can order it. We can't go to the store. So right. we're on lockdown. But um, Marvin Bell wants to know, did the family create any other businesses that we can support today? Um, you can buy my book. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how we can get your, but we're going to ask you that again once we before we get off the phone. Because sure, but yes, you can buy my, you can order my books through my website, aleliabundles.com or madamcjwalker.com. And I will, that, that's for autograph books, but you will actually get them quicker if you order from Amazon or Barnes and Noble or IndieBound or your local independent bookstore owner, because during this pandemic yes i am the uh fulfillment department myself so wow. i you know packing up everything and i'm only going to the post office once a week just to you know reduce my exposure Lila, you got a Madam Walker organization going on over there at your house. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you say I'm my, I'm my own distribution company. I'm my own distribution center. Listen, that's what she did with the product. You know, you never know. <laughs> this could turn into you have your own publishing house. You just never know. Out your house. Well, right. And on my Instagram page at Alilia Bundles, you can see what I had packed up last <laughs> week to take to the post office. And I compare it with pictures to what was in the Walker um, shipping room. Oh, my goodness. Well, I follow you on Instagram, so I, I'm one of your people. I know I'm probably one of, one of the thousands that have followed you now, but I followed you. I left the comments on the pictures of your um, grandmother who, no, your mother who's an AKA. Right. And those pictures are just so beautiful that you still have them of her and her sorors at, Har- at um, Howard. Of the oh, Alpha I am so lucky that my family really believed in saving. And I will say, this is always my message to people, please save photographs. Oh, you okay. can now, you can scan them, whatever you need to do. Please save all of those family documents, those marriage licenses, mm-hmm. those deeds to the house, those letters. Because that's how I'm able to tell this story in such detail. And right. if you throw them away because Grandma died and who cares and who wants it, somebody throw in the family needs away. to be the key of it somebody in the family should be the keeper of uh, please say that again because well my grandmother has lots of pictures lots of them they used to embarrass you when people come over to the house you know but you know they pull them out but i think saving photos because we don't really everything is in our phone now that's right everything's in your phone so at least at least download them onto some kind of disc or some kind of flash drive uh-huh. because once those photos are gone you just you've lost the, a family's entire history wow and you so the pictures of Alilia Walker, your great—I'm getting—I'm getting it right. Your great grandmother. Mm-hmm. Those are all originals too. 
Those are all originals. And my grandfather and my grandmother said that when, when Alelia Walker died in 1931, my grandmother moved all of the things from her New York apartment to the apartment in Indianapolis. So first editions of books by Langston Hughes oh, and Jean Toomer and Counte Cullen and scrapbooks. And, you know, I keep finding things. My grandfather had put a lot of things in storage in Indianapolis 60 years ago when he moved at that point back to Arkansas where he had grown up and he wasn't paying his storage bill. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought things were lost. And two years ago, um, a family member of the storage company found these some scrapbooks and books and boxes in the back of the warehouse and gave them to me. So So I have these new pictures I had no idea existed, some pictures of Madam Walker I'd never seen, photographs of Alelia Walker when she's in Egypt at the pyramids. Oh, wow. You know, so I'm just really, really lucky to have this documentation of these lives of African Americans during the early 20th century. Listen, I'm just so... I'm just in awe. Like, seriously, as I listen to you, it's like I'm sitting next to you looking at this. We're going to hang out one day, though. I'm claiming that. You and no, I. We are. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Chicago is a place that has I'm, is on my list. I, w- I will be there when the new book is out and when we are through with this pandemic. What I'm going to do, I'm going to email you. I think you have my phone number in your email. But I do. Yes, we need to talk because I just, I, I just feel like a synergy, like an energy with you and I that we are just, like, like sister friends, I just I'm claiming that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm I love that. I'm so glad you reached out to me. Yes, you know I say one of two things can happen: either somebody can say yes or no. That's yep. how. Hey. <laughs> and and you are. I, I was shocked that you responded. And when you did respond, I'm like, oh my goodness, I could not stop talking about you because <laughs> my well, my mother had asked had I seen the movie, and just as a um. As a, a, a black woman, I care about my hair. You know, right. that's one thing. That and we, your hair looks good, sis. Well, thank you. Oh, I got one. Oh, thank you. That right there just took me over the edge because, listen, I got one of the Walker legacies saying that my hair looks nice. So thank you. I'm trying. To, with this pandemic, you got to do what you got to do. But, that's right. So I have just been so I've always known about um, Madam Walker, of course, growing up. You know, that's what you learn about. I'm not a cosmetologist, but because I pay attention to my hair and product, she's who you learn about, but you don't really learn about her. Like you said, they don't teach our history. They don't teach right. you. And just to um, see that something had come out about her. I was excited about the movie. You know, I know movies can glamorize and change stuff up and make characters that's not real. But I was honored to see a woman of the caliber of Octavia Spencer play your great great grandmother. So I I I I commend that choice too. Octavia Octavia Spencer was just perfect. And I really do. While there you know, while as a journalist I really love facts, but I really do want think people I think many people are inspired by this story. So yes. I just hope that that means they then will come they'll watch it, be entertained, be inspired and then do a little bit of research to find out some of the facts. I totally did mine. I know a lot of people are talking about the colorism. What did you think about that with the movie? Did Was the colorism something that... You know, I, I thought it was overplayed mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't a real part of the dynamic between Madam Walker and Annie Malone, even though this Addie Monroe character is a composite as from the writer's and the showrunner's perspective. So I did... I, did not think that since that wasn't a real part of the dynamic, I thought it was a little bit too much. Though, of course, colorism is an issue in our community that yes. should be dealt with. But I just thought it needed some context, and probably for me, I would not have made it the central 
part of the conflict between the two women. Yeah, because that right there was kind of like the basis, especially with them in like the boxing ring before. I'm like, okay, they really played that up. They really right, played right. it up. That was that was true, true Hollywood drama. But there were there were many women when people there's there's a that famous picture of Madam Walker in the, in the Model car. T. Yes, and the woman behind her, a couple of people on social media have said, who is the white woman in the car? Mm -hmm. But that wasn't a white woman. That was Alice Kelly, who was the manager of her factory, who had been dean of girls at a black boarding school in Kentucky. So, there, you know, obviously Madam Walker had friends who were light-skinned women, yeah. and she, they weren't having that kind of conflict. So that was, you know, that was Hollywood. <laughs> ah, so, okay, because that, I, I was wondering when were they going to post that picture of them in the Model T because that right there is an historic thing too. So we have, we we have a somebody wants to know if you can share any ingredients in the hair products. <laughs> well, in the oh. original hair products, <laughs> it was basically pet, pet, like petrolatum was the the name for petroleum jelly, which is like Vaseline. Okay, so that was the base. And then sulfur was the medicinal active ingredient. Then there was a perfume to mask the sulfur smell. So, the, the, but that was basic. That was a formula that many, many other people had used. There were, had been black companies before Madam Walker and before Annie Malone. The new products, no, I can't tell you what the formula. <laughs> Yo, people want so they can go do. They want to do like the movie. Let me go make me something. No, no. But as you said back then. Listen, Vaseline, there's nothing wrong with hey. it. <laughs> get you, put some Vaseline on that hair on the edges. You know, we use a lot of Vaseline on the edges when you get That's right. the boxers. On your knees, on your elbows, and <laughs> on your hair. <laughs> nothing wrong with Vaseline. You remember they slapped it on your face when you was a kid so you That's wouldn't be right. cold. As a barrier for the cold. You don't want to be cold. Get you some That's Vaseline. Right. <laughs> no, but um, again, Alelia, your books. So you said you are, the, the copies that you're selling now and you're um, boxing up in your your mini warehouse. They're signed copies. Yes, I will. I will. When people can order them on my website at aleliabundles dot com, and if, when they order it, all they have to do is say, "This is how I'd like it autographed," and I will personally autograph it and personally pack it up for you. <laughs> I am personally taken to the post to office. To the post office. I am going to support you. I want my book because I'm now. Well, th when did you change the name from On Her Own Ground to uh, Self Made? When did so you do this that? is this is totally having to do with the Netflix series. So my publisher Scribner wanted to do a, what's called a movie tie-in, and okay. in order for us to get the permission to use that beautiful picture of Octavia Spencer on the cover. Mm -hmm. Netflix required the publisher to change the title of the book to self-made. Uh -huh. So it will be the title for a few months, and then we will go back to the original title. Okay, well, that's interesting to know, too. So people won't get it confused. They won't get it confused. It's really on her own ground is the correct title. Right. Okay. And for this new edition, both for the one, the self-made cover, and then the new version of On Her Own Ground will have a new On Her Own Ground cover with the Model T. I wrote a new epilogue that kind of brings people up to date on what's happened in the 20 years since the book first came out. And a few corrections and some additional information about my grandmother, May, and about Alelia Walker. And I also recorded an audio book. Wow. So that's now out there, which that was quite fun. And you know, as a producer, you yes. know, I had to... 
you will find this, I, you will understand this. I, I laughed because I was the one who, for many years, had been the person saying, you need to redo that, yeah. retake. And I, and I had to be the person who was having to redo the narration. And you kind of looking like, what? I'm, okay, I got to follow directions? Okay. Yeah, like, oh, okay. So I, I totally know. I totally get it. Oh, my goodness. So I want the copy with the new cover. When is okay. that? Yeah, when Absolutely. is that one? That's, you said a few months? No, well, you mean with the new, you know, actually, actually, it actually already is out. And I can, if people specify in the, in their order that they want the picture with the Model T on the cover, I can send that version. Now, you know, that I know stuff is picking up for you, but this is getting ready to be a, a whirlwind of a, of a ride for you. I just feel it. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? You know, I, that's why I meditate every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because you are going, yeah, it's getting ready to skyrocket for you. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm just... Yeah, it, it, it is a really interesting place to be because uh-huh. it has taken a long time and a lot of work, but a labor of love in order to have sort of stayed on the path until this was made into a film. So now it is a film, and it is a little different than I had envisioned it, but it is still a platform where millions of people now know Madam Walker's name, and Octavia Spencer gives it an extra shine because of her talent. And that means that what I'm supposed to do is take that and expand upon it and continue to tell Madam Walker's story to inspire other people. Well, it definitely inspired me um, to just stay on my game, I think, um, watching that. And it's a, a, a time that I'm going through right now, Lilia, is really a time of transition for me, but at mm-hmm. the same time... Um, it's what I've been praying for and meditating about. Everything that's happening now is kind of in, in fruition. It, it's, it's showing itself. So when you're in that space and just seeing something like that, and again, I know Hollywood can do its thing, but one thing that it really did teach me was just to go for it and don't give up. Mm-hmm. Just don't give up. And even listening to you and meeting you and you sharing some of the same career paths as myself, I admire you. And I, I'm honored to talk to people that I admire, and and that you still are, you are, you are just about your business, and you are just so determined. I, I don't know. I'm just happy to meet you. I really am. Likewise, well, you you're in a position that that's what you have is kind of a dream job for me, where you wow. just get to talk to people yeah. and get and you right, you get to listen to their stories, yeah. and maybe help them with what they're doing or get help by them. I I just that is the. I love I love to see what you're doing. I want to be back on here when I have some more stories to tell. I want you to come back, and here's what I would love for you to do. Um, let that you you always have an open invitation, so whenever you have something, say, "Hey, Samantha, I'll make room for you. I really will make room for you. Whatever I'm doing with any of my segments." And again, I'm grateful for the platform that um, Melody Span Cooper, who is the president of the station, that she's provided. So it's a, a black woman president over the station. So that's just an honor to just be in the seat that she allows you know to me to do this thing here. But you always have an open platform i want you when you come to chicago hopefully we'll be over this well we can be social distant but i want you to come hang out with me in the studio i would I'll love be, that I'll be, and tell melody hello for me we met each other many many years oh, ago i sure will well you and know i just i love that she is still hanging in there now that's a family legacy you yes know? it is and yes and she wrote her book the girlfriend's guide to closing a deal and um that's a a, a game changer book right there too so i'm just honored to be amongst um this whole legacy of women. And now, now I'm a part of your family. I'm just putting myself in it. I, All I right. I love that. I'm part of the Walker family. Yep. I am the bundles, family, everything. <laughs> I'm 
come help you pack some books up, Alethea. Hey, I need some help. I know you do. Listen, oh my goodness. And this week, I don't know if you'll get a chance to, to listen to my show, but I'll be talking to some of the people from Sundial Brands this week because Shea Moisture, they just announced a big um financial grant due to yes oh good who are you going to be talking to i am talking to i believe her name is simone we'll be talking tomorrow yes Yes. so she's one of my my guests tomorrow to talk about the whole thing that they're doing for business owners and then i'll be talking to the mcbride sisters two wine owners wonderful black women wine owners so i'm just yeah i'm just honored to be able to talk to different people and um lots of people are available now too because um they're chilling so that's right that's right people who had crazy schedules i am so glad you're talking with simone and the mcbride sisters what what the things that rich lou dennis has created with the new voices fund is so important yes Yes, it's very important. So I just hope to bring more awareness to it and hopefully some people will get a chance to apply and maybe become um, recipients of it. But again, before I get you off the phone, because I know I got Christia. Now, how do you know Christia one more time? So Christia and my godson were in school together in college. So I've known her since she was a college student. Oh, my goodness. And have loved watching her just develop this business. Yeah, she's booming, and I'm excited. You go on 35th and King Drive. It was always the billboard of her right there. So, Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so she is really doing her thing, too, and she's a member of AKA. So All right. <laughs> full, full show tonight, but I am just um, honored again. So let's let the people know who, who didn't get a chance. How can they get your book? So my website is aleliabundles.com, A-L-E-L-I-A bundles.com. And they can also go to MadamCJWalker.com. And the book is called On Her Own Ground with a new title, Self-Made. Okay. Don't forget you all, if you've you've not been watching Netflix or if you've just been under Sleeping Rock, this movie has been number one on Netflix. It's still there, right? They can still watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It'll be there for a while. Yeah. So I believe it's still doing good. Um, And you've given Mm -hmm. us some of the true parts of the story. And I just can't wait to hear and see more and do every, I I can't wait. You're going to do some great things. I already know. You've already done great things. I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you. Yes. I'm going to make sure of that. 